Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. So good to be with you this morning, even virtually. We wish it would be in person, but it's still not. We're going to continue to pray uh, for our province and all the, the leaders that are dealing with uh, all the, the, the restrictions and trying to figure out all the balancing acts. So let's continue to be praying for those in authority over us and uh, try to keep our attitude good in the middle of it all, as I know it's been challenging for all of us. But as we uh, step into 2021, it's, I, I can't think of a year that's been more apparent uh, even though it's always been true, but probably more visible than ever before of how much we need God, how much we need the Lord. Uh, we need more peace, right? We need more love for the people around us. I think I do. We need more of God's goodness. We need more healing. We need more reconciliation of families. We need more of, of the, the love of God to spill out to our neighborhoods. We need more of God's power. We need to see more healing. And we could go on and on and on. We need more wisdom, how to navigate. We need God's help in our finances. We need God's help in our marriage. And that all these things and many, many more. Maybe you're a young person who's considering a university or you're in the middle of it and you're wondering how, what's my next step? All, so many big things going on as well as just the crushing that's been going on for the last uh, eight, nine, ten months now of just all the challenges that have been there. And it has exposed our great need for God. And so that's why, first of all, it's personal, isn't it? We personally need God in our own life from the inside. I know that things that I thought I had dealt with have been exposed in my own heart where I'm like, oh, God, I need your help to overcome. I know I've hurt people with ways that I've responded that have not always been good, where I've had to apologize and say sorry. I know, I know that, it, first of all, it's personal, but... We also need God's help in our families. We need God's help in our community. We need God's help in the world. We need to see uh, just a move of God in a powerful, powerful way. And that's why we begin every year, and particularly this year, with prayer and fasting. And we're going to talk about what that looks like uh, today. But what I really want to uh, remind you of is that it's not always clear why, perhaps, but it's always clear why we need to do it. We don't always know how. We don't always know all the steps. Uh, maybe you're not good at praying. You think you aren't anyway. But I know that we God hears and answers prayer. I know that I've seen God do incredible things through prayer. And I, our church needs to be people of prayer. Our neighborhoods need it. Our nation needs it. And so this morning, uh, we're going to talk about, we have a guest speaker. His name is Steve Faulkner. He's the president of the denomination that we're a part of. And uh, I've known Steve for a number of years. And I've known him to be a good man of God, a man of integrity, a man who loves Jesus. He pastored, he began pastoring in B.C. And then as well, he went to be a missionary in Sri Lanka and Nepal and in New Zealand. And uh, he's been the president of our denomination now for a number of years. And uh, he has a good word for us to talk about the motivation behind fasting and prayer. So let's turn our attention to it. Let's hear what the Lord would uh, want to speak to us. Let's ask God to remove all excuses for us, to open our ears to hear what the Spirit of God would say to us in our world. In Jesus' name, let's go. It's a time of year when we're doing different things that uh, 
we're making resolutions, getting in shape or losing weight or achieving something during this year. And one thing I've discovered is that we need some really good motivation in order to carry us through. Not only do we need to make the decision that we want to do it, but we need the motivation to carry it through as well. And so I want to share with you a little truth, a reason why you should fast, something that you're going to get out of fasting that's going to motivate you and not only motivate you to start, but motivate you to carry you through and make you even want to participate in this week of prayer and fasting. Well, I'll tell you a little story first. Years ago, our family were missionaries in Sri Lanka and we had some Canadian friends who were there and our Canadian friends said, hey, Steve and Andy, would you like to go on a, a hike with us? We're like, oh, that sounds like fun. Tell us more about it. They said, well, we want to go and climb up Adam's Peak. And so what we need to do is we're going to be going up to this mountain. We'll be staying overnight in a guest house. Well, not really staying overnight, actually, because about one o'clock in the morning, we need to head to the base of the peak. And from there, we're going to be climbing up in the dark. I'm thinking, oh, so far, this doesn't sound that fun. We're missing a night's sleep. We're climbing in the dark. I mean, what are you going to, what beautiful views are you going to have in the dark from this peak? And I said, I said, well, is it safe to climb up in the dark? And I said, oh yeah, it's like a, it's built almost like a stairway all the way up to the peak. And it'll take about three hours and uh, your legs will be pretty rubbery when you get to the top. And not only that, but if you come, you need to bring something warm because the temperature at the top is a lot different than the temperature was down at the bottom. So here we are, miss a night's sleep, climb up in the dark, three hours of stair climbing with rubbery legs, sitting in the cold. So far, I'm not hooked. I don't have a lot of motivation to want to do this. But then he said, the reason we're going up there is we're going to sit and we're going to wait for the sunrise. And when you see the sun come up, it first peaks up and you see the colors spread across the horizon and then start to reflect off the mountains. And there's a, a lake down below that you can see. And actually from up there, it's pretty much a 360 degree view around the peak. And you can see off in every direction, different areas of Sri Lanka. He said, it's absolutely stunning. Well, with that, he had me hooked. I wanted to go. I wanted to participate in this hike because of what I could see at the end of it, this view. And not only that, the, the fellowship of our friends in the process. And so we did it and it was great. So motivation is something that we need to find to carry through the things that we decide to do. When it comes to a week of prayer and fasting, you need to have a motivation to do it. And I want to tell you what your motivation could be, should be, that's going to not only get you through it, but it's going to get you the big reward at the end. Because when it comes to fasting, it's not just finding a reason to do it, but you've got to find the right reason to do it. This is a, a principle with biblical fasting. If you do it for the wrong reason, you get some small reward related to your reason, but you miss out on the big reward. And I want you to have the big reward. So in order to kind of cut our way through to that, we first need to talk about how we shouldn't be going into a week of prayer and fasting, why we shouldn't be doing it. And one of the reasons we shouldn't be doing it is purely out of a sense of duty. Just because your pastor says that we're having a week of prayer and fasting isn't really a good enough reason to do it. Or because the president's inviting you to participate in a week of prayer and fasting, that's not a good enough reason to do it. In the Bible, there's nowhere that we're commanded to fast. That, you know, Jesus doesn't say that, well, you must fast and I command you to fast. And there's nowhere that I find that Christians, followers of Christ, are commanded to fast in the Bible. 
but I do find that every significant character has periods of fasting within their lives and ministries. Why do they do it? If it's not a command, why would they want to do it? There must be some reason, some kind of a hook that carries them through that makes them not only do it, but want to do it if it's not there in the form of a command. So we don't fast because it's a duty. If you do it just because it's a duty, well, you can check that off your list. Hey, I did my duty and uh, you know did what I was meant to do. If that's your motivation, that's your reward. You don't get the big reward. Well, another reason that you shouldn't be fasting is something that I've found myself slip into a few times. There's been fasts that I've been in when I, I lose my way a little bit and lose my purpose. And, and I think, well, at least maybe I'll, I'll lose a little bit of weight in the process. And I know that I'm getting into this when I'm going and I'm stepping on the scales every morning and maybe even twice a day I'm looking at the scales, you know, seeing if the numbers are going down, hoping I'm going to at least at least lose a little bit of weight in this process. And there is a form of dieting that uses fasting. It's called intermittent fasting and people do that to lose weight. And if that's your goal, then that's your reward is you'll lose a little bit of weight, but you'll miss out on the big reward of biblical fasting. So don't do it as a diet. Don't do it as a sense of duty. Um, another little kind of, there was a time when I was off again, but not in a huge way. It was in one of the first churches that I pastored. And I'd read this book where they had encouraged you to fast and pray for your church, that it was going to do great things for your church. And so I thought, well, you know, I want great things to happen for the people in my church. So I'm going to do some fasting and praying. And so I did it secretly. It was like an experiment. Um, I fasted and prayed. Of course, my wife knew. It's hard not you know, for your wife to not know that you're, you're not eating. And, but nobody else knew. And then I would just go about business as usual. We'd have our services. We'd have our prayer meetings. We'd do the things that we normally did. But God started to do things during those periods of fast. One thing was people would spontaneously just start showing up at the church. Nobody invited them. They just came. They found out about the church and, and there they were. And the church started to grow. Um, we also saw people that were set free of emotional bondages that they had. They'd been carrying these things for years. And it was like the, the presence, the anointing of God was very strong there and broke through for these people for, so that they were set free from these things. Uh, we also, we were seeing people getting saved during those periods of time. And I started to think to myself, hey, this is great. This is a great church growth technique, this prayer and fasting. I mean, you know, and I started to talk to people that way. And then it was like Jesus gave me a little bit of a rebuke. And he said, fasting is not a formula. I'm not a vending machine that you put in the, the right number of coins and then you push the buttons and out comes your result. I'm not a vending machine. I'm a person. So don't fall into the trap that I did and treat fasting like a formula to get what you want from God. It's not a, it's not a formula where we treat him like a vending machine. We have a relationship with God. We don't try to manipulate him. In fact, there's nothing that we can do to manipulate him or make him feel like he owes us something. Well, Jesus, he also taught about fasting and he, uh, he told us a reason that we shouldn't fast. And he said, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. Now I'll explain that word a little bit if you're not familiar with it. A hypocrite is someone who puts on a show for others to see. What their main concern is, is with impressing the crowds, impressing those people that are looking on. And so it's important that you notice that I'm fasting. 
And so in Jesus' day, these religious people who did this, they would dress up in these tattered clothes and they would put ashes on their head, even smear them on their face and on their arms. And then they would go and they would stand in the marketplace so that people would see them and everybody knew, hey, he's fasting. What a devout person. What a spiritual person they must be. A great example for all of us. And then they would also go to the synagogue dressed like that. And it was like the church of the day so that other people would see them and be impressed by them. Jesus said, if your goal is to impress other people with your fasting, that's your reward. But you're going to miss out on the big reward if that's what your motive is. You know, I've also found that it may not be that I'm trying to impress other people, but that it's possible to fast trying to impress myself. Jesus told another story about a, a man, a Pharisee, one of the religious people of the day who he stood praying before God and he said, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. Obviously thinking in his heart, I'm a bit better than other people. And then he went on to explain why. I tithe a tenth of all that I get. Now, tithing was like giving to the church in those days. And I fast twice a week. It was like he was patting himself on the back for his own self-discipline, for his own self-righteousness. Now, hopefully I haven't fallen into exactly the same trap as that, but what I've fallen into is, you know, I commit myself to pray and fast for a week. And sometimes during the week, it gets really difficult. You know, I'm invited to go somewhere where I'm expected to eat or, or I'm feeling weak or, or just the, the odors coming from restaurants are just super tempting and I start to salivate. And it seems difficult to push through, but I think, no, I committed myself to a week of this. I'm going to push through and I'm going to do it. And I get to the end of the week and I've stuck to my fast and I think, well done, you got it done. I'm kind of impressed with myself that I managed to stick to it. Well, once again, the motive's wrong. If your motive is to impress yourself, well, you might be impressed with your own self-discipline, but you're going to miss out on the real reward because the real reward takes a pure motive in order to receive it. So then Jesus went on, and this is in Matthew chapter 6 where he's teaching his disciples, told them not to be like the hypocrites. But what he told them is he said, when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it won't be obvious to others that you're fasting. Really what he was saying in today's language is, you know, dress properly, do yourself up the way you would every day, look good, look normal, so that no one who looks at you is going to know that you're fasting. Don't put on a show like the hypocrites do. Make sure that you don't do that. So that won't be obvious to others you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. Now I want to pause there with that term Jesus used for God, your Father. It wasn't generic God or, or something like that, but he said your Father. And not even just Father, but your Father. It was a, a term of intimacy. It was a term of relationship. And that's the kind of attitude that we're to have towards God when we approach him in fasting. We're not trying to wrestle something out of his hands, but we're going to a, lo a loving father who loves to reward the right attitudes of hearts. As children, we all do some, some things that, that are naughty that we probably shouldn't do. And our kids were, were the, just the same. I mean, I love our daughters, very proud of them both. Super people, really great people. But you know, as, as kids, they, they sometimes did things that they shouldn't do. And, and one of our daughters was out shopping with Andy, just a little girl at the time. 
and went into the shop that had some toys and candies and things. And, and my daughter found these clacky teeth, you know, those ones you wind up and clack, 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 clack. Well, she saw these and she decided that she wanted them. And so, mommy, I want these. And no, you can't have them. But I want them, I want them. No, you can't have them, put them back. And then Andy continued her shopping, paid the, the shopkeeper for what she had. And, and off she went, walking down the street with my daughter. And partway down the street, my daughter reached into her pocket. Yeah, and you guessed it, and out came the clacky teeth. And she said, ha ha. Well, how do you think Andy responded? She said, what did you do? Did you steal that? You can't take something from a store without paying for it. We have to take that back. And my daughter was upset and she took those clacky teeth and threw them down and smashed them on the ground. Well, that didn't dissuade Andy. She picked up those broken clacky teeth and she took my daughter in hand and marched back to that shop, went to the shopkeeper and said, my daughter has an apology to make to you. Say sorry to the man. And he looked and he said, oh, it's okay. You know, these are broken now. Let me go and get her some other ones. It's fine. And what do you think my wife did? She said, no, I don't want to reward bad attitude and bad behavior. You know, she's not getting any other ones. She needs to apologize to you. We're going to pay for them and then we're leaving. And that's what parents are like. We like to reward good behavior and good attitudes and we, we don't want to reward bad attitudes and bad behavior. Well, our Heavenly Father is the same towards us. Well, when it comes to fasting, the way that this plays in is that fasting is an attitude to God that says all of the kind of things that God loves to hear. Um, and because of that, Jesus said that your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He sees what's going on inside of your heart and he will reward you. The force of that statement is really coming across as a promise. And this is really the hook. This is really the thing that motivates me to fast and that I'm excited about participating in a week of prayer and fasting about is because my Heavenly Father is going to reward me when my motive, when my attitude towards Him is right, that that reward is going to be there. And it comes across not as a if or maybe, but Jesus said He will reward you. It, it comes across with a force of a promise. And the reason is because it says all the right type of things to our fathers. It says, I'm serious about this thing that I'm fasting about. And we know that God doesn't reveal himself to the casual inquirer. But he said, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And fasting is a great expression of seeking God with all of your heart. And when we do that, the Father is pleased with that kind of attitude that, that we're in this with our whole heart. We're serious about it. And he loves to reward that kind of attitude of heart. Another thing that it says to him is, I can't do this on my own. Or maybe you think you can do it on your own. And it would say, well, and even if I could do it on my own, Lord, I don't want to. I want to do it with your help. I need your help and I want to do it with your help. Kind of like Moses in the Old Testament when he said to God, God, if you're not going to go with us, don't send us forth from here. Don't make us go if your presence isn't going to be there with us. And what father's heart doesn't melt when their child says, I don't want to do it if you're not going to do it with me. I want you to do it along with me as well. Another thing that, that fasting expresses to the father is the thing that I'm sacrificing during this week is not as important as you are to me. Whatever I'm giving up, 
is of far less importance than you, whether it's giving up my, my Tim Hortons coffee and, and sour cream glazed donut or, or my Five Guys burger or you know being on keeping up on Facebook and being the first to post things or, or whatever it is. Whatever I'm sacrificing is not as important as you are. You're more important than all of those kind of things. And again, what father, what parent doesn't love to hear from their child that, hey, you're more important than all these other distractions in our life. The passage affirms the father's heart so strongly that those words come across as a promise that your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So what shape does that reward take? Let's look in the Bible and see it. people who fasted and see what shape their reward took. Think about Moses. Moses fasted and he went to meet with God. And it says that God's presence was so powerful, came down around him and, and it was just so powerful there that when he came down from the mountain, that people looked at him and he looked different. There was something about him, even like there was a radiance that came from his face just because of his great experience of God's presence. And that's one of the things that that we can be rewarded with is God's presence as we enter into times of fasting and prayer. The prophet Elijah, during a time of, of discouragement and depression, he fasted on the way to this mountain to meet with God, Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. And when he was there, he heard from God and he had a great breakthrough from his discouragement. And from that point on, things changed for him. It was a a change in direct um, trajectory from this, this whole period of discouragement to something brand new. Or think about the Old Testament leader, Nehemiah. Nehemiah saw that the, the walls of Jerusalem were broken down and his heart was broken because of that. And he decided that he was going to go and he was going to oversee and see to it that those walls were rebuilt. So what he did was he fasted and he prayed. And as a result of that, God gave him favor all along the way. He needed favor with the king. He needed favor with people who were suppliers, favor with workers, favor with so many things. And God granted him favor as he fasted before undertaking this new venture. The prophet Daniel fasted and God gave him the understanding, the interpretation of something that was very perplexing to him, something that that he couldn't understand and was weighing him down. Jesus fasted and and one thing that happened was he overcame the, the temptation that came from Satan during that time. But something that really sticks with me is that when Jesus returned from that period of fasting, it says that he returned in the power of the Spirit. Would you like to have more of the power of the Spirit operating in your life and in your ministry? Well, fasting is one of the things that that did that for Jesus. Paul and the church in Antioch fasted and worshiped God. And during that period of time, the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, separate Barnabas and Saul unto the work for which I have called them. And the Holy Spirit sent Paul and Barnabas off on this mission that would turn the world upside down. It was the, the launch of a whole new era of ministry. Um, God's reward may be an answer to your prayer. It may also be something that, that maybe you hadn't even intended. It may be that your Heavenly Father has something for you that He knows is going to bless you even more than your answer to prayer. So it may be an answer to prayer, but again, it, it isn't always. It may be something else that God uses, but He's going to reward you if you undertake this time of fasting and prayer. 
So I'll bring you back to the question. Will you join with myself and the rest of the Foursquare family in Canada for a week of fasting and prayer? I guarantee that if you do it with the right motive towards God, that it's going to be worth it. You may be looking ahead in this new year to new ventures. Maybe you're entering into a new period of studies in university or college, or maybe you're graduating from university or college this year and you're not sure what's going to happen yet, or maybe you do know and you just wanna pray for God's favor and God's grace over that big transition that's coming up. Maybe there's a new job that you're undertaking, or maybe there's some ministry undertaking that, that you're launching out on something that you're looking forward to that that you realize is going to be a big part of this year and fasting is a way just to to seek god for his favor on that whole process the same as nehemiah did in the rebuilding of the walls around jerusalem you might also have an area of your life where you need a breakthrough maybe there's discouragement and depression like elijah the prophet elijah was facing and you just want to be free from that you want to want that broken over your life well, this is a way, again, to seek God for his help in that kind of a breakthrough. Or a lot of people, because of COVID and other things going on in our world, have experienced a lot of anxieties and a lot of fear. And if you want to be broken, if you want to break free from those things, have a, a kind of a breakthrough, then fasting is a great way to go about that. Maybe you want greater health for your body, either just to get stronger and healthier, or maybe it's an illness that you have that you need a breakthrough in. Fasting, again, is a way to seek God for that type of a breakthrough. Or maybe it's even a relationship problem and, and you want a breakthrough in your relationship. Maybe your marriage is struggling. Maybe there's a relationship with one of your children that's not good or with your parent that's not good or with one of your friends that's not good and, and you want a breakthrough. Well, seek God for a breakthrough through fasting and he's going to reward you. You also just may simply be hungering for a deeper relationship with God. And like Moses, you wanna dwell there in the presence of God, just loving him, growing deeper in your intimacy with him. Or it may be that you felt distant from God for a long time and you want to have that sense of closeness once again. Well, fasting is one of the ways that you can pursue God for that intimacy, that closeness once again. Hey, wasn't that such a good word for us? So practical, so helpful, uh, just reminding us the proper motivation to fast. So hopefully you're, you'll be approaching these next, I know Steve referred to a week. Uh, the Foursquare Canada is doing a week, but we are going for three weeks, not because we think we're better. That's just what we feel like, and that's what we've done for a number of years. But, uh, you know, fasting and prayer is... I just was writing some of the things that Steve talked about there where we can experience more of the power of God, more of the presence of God, direction from God, answers to prayer, surprises from God. I'm ready for some surprises from God and all that. I just want to be open to what God wants to do and say in my life. But my experience in this is that it's never convenient. It's rarely easy. Uh, it's not comfortable. But it's humbling myself to say, God, I need your help in my life. We need your help as a church. We need your help as a city and a nation. And so we're coming to you, Lord Jesus. And, you know, in all of this, it's not by my strength. It's coming and saying, Lord, help me uh, in whatever I'm going to do to fast and to pray that, Lord, that you would help me about it. And I do want to encourage you to, to think about what you might do to pray 
and to fast. Maybe, maybe you're like, I can't because I medically can't fast. That's all right. But take some time and think about and pray about what could I do? What could I do? Maybe, maybe it's going to be missing some coffee. Maybe it's going to be going without sugar for the next while, processed sugar. Maybe it's going to be something a little bit more where you'll take and miss each lunchtime. And instead of uh, spending time preparing or eating your lunch, you'll, uh, you'll pull away and, and go and spend some time in prayer. Whatever it would be, maybe it's a three-day fast where you just drink water or juice for three days and just approach and just ask God what he would do, uh, what he would do in your life. There are some that will do a Daniel fast, some that will, where it's just fruit and vegetables for 21 days and we're not going to track that. We're just asking you and inviting you to say, God, we need your help. We need you to move in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces, in our university career. Uh, wherever we're at, we need your help, Lord Jesus. And if there's something you want us to be agreeing with you in prayer for, email prayer at horizonchurch.ca, and we'd love to be praying with you and praying alongside what God's put on your heart to pray for. Uh, if you want to join and pray with others every Tuesday night at seven o'clock on Zoom, we uh, we have a we have a time of prayer together, just one hour. Uh, we had a time last week; it was really really great. And just email prayer at horizonchurch.ca, and we'll send you the, the the Zoom link so you can be a part of that. Uh, if you haven't signed up for the de daily devotional, which will help us and guide us through this week of prayer or these three weeks of prayer and fasting, uh, email hello at horizonchurch.ca. Watch our socials, all kinds of things. Uh, but in it all, let's, let's come and approach God and say, not as a vending machine, not as uh, to lose weight or some of those funny things that Steve talked about, but saying, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to close out in prayer, and then we'll turn it over to our post show. Lord Jesus, I thank you for each and every person here, Lord. Thank you that in spaces and places where we have a tremendous needs, like in our own personal life, Lord, our nation needs a move of God. Our churches need an awakening. Lord, we need you to unify us. We need your help, oh God. And so, Lord, as prayer goes up over these next 21 days, as we humble ourselves before you, Lord, we thank you that you hear. We thank you that you answer. We thank you that you're moving and acting on our behalf in our lives and through our lives. In the strong name of Jesus, amen and amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.